0: One of the most common questions following the news of a newborn could be, is it a boy or is it a girl? Do you ever wonder there's a possibility that it's not a girl and it's not a boy? Intersex. Amongst other descriptions can be when one is born with a sexual organ whose features do not clearly fit the classification of either being male or female. All said and done podcast features Mr. Mpaso Sakala founder of Intersex Society of Zambia. At birth, he was recorded as female, and after growing up, he had to navigate the unfriendly processes of being reclassified as male, not mentioning the stigma that comes with his situation. He's born and raised in Zambia, current chairperson of the African Intersex Movement, a computer networks engineer by profession. He's also a qualified tennis coach. Welcome to this podcast. All Said and Done is intention to capture community conversations with the objective of bringing the best out of it. Well, well, after all is said and done, here's your host, Vincent Kapembwa. Here's our guest today, Mr. Mpaso Sakala.
1: Thank you so much, and
0: I'm humbled to be a part of the program. Share with me now. What is Intersex Society of Zambia
1: about? Intersex Society of Zambia is a uh, not-for-profit organization Mm. Uh, which, which was founded actually to facilitate for the recognition as well as the protection of the, of the rights of, uh, intersex persons in Zambia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Intersex Society of Zambia started these operations on 1st April, uh, in 2019. That's okay. when we started the official operations of Intersex Society of Zambia.
2: Okay.
0: Now, this is probably a new phrasing or term for many as it was for me a couple of weeks ago until I did a bit of research. Tell us, what is intersex?
1: Okay, I when I explain what intersex is, I try as much as possible to simplify it. Mm. Uh, so I'll try my best to simplify it. So when we are talking about um, uh, intersex, we are referring to people who are born with um uh, sex characteristics which do not fit the typical definition of how we understand someone being born male or female uh, biologically. Mm -hmm. So in simpler terms, I love to expand to say, when you look at the biological makeup of a man and you look at the biological makeup of a woman, and when you look at the sex characteristics which qualify them to be a man and a woman, an intersex person is born with a mix of those traits. So most people confuse it to say intersex people are born with two organs which is um which is not rightly placed but in the actual sense intersex people are born with a mix of the sex characteristics of a man and a woman Mm -hmm. not that one person those both the both the male and female characteristics they are fused in one no it's a mix
2: okay
0: we're trying to get to the meat and get more understanding. More recently in the sports field, we've had sports persons in the female category being disqualified or brought into question because they look or they, they do not pass a certain hormone um, test. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, a, a person who looks like a man and speaks like a woman because there's myths also out there? So uh,
1: that's just one example. Mm. So when we look at intersex, it's a spectrum. So I'm going to repeat that it's a spectrum. So as it stands, we have over 40 variations of uh, intersex uh, traits. So that can just be an example because we cannot generalize to say maybe this person looks um, male and maybe they speak um, or their voice sounds feminine. But in a nutshell, I can say intersex is a spectrum. And let's say, for example, if you are talking to me today as an intersex person, if I share with you my characteristics, it doesn't mean that that can be generalized to explain the different variations intersex people have.
0: Okay. Another question I'd like to, to bring to the table is, um, is this a condition that someone develops into or they are actually born like that?
1: So intersex persons, it's not a condition which develops. Intersex persons are actually born intersex from birth. It's not something which develops over the years, but they are actually born intersex. Okay. Um, yes. I, I'm, is it
0: a case of science uh, or showing us its geniusness? Um, my little biology that I understand uh, is that a female has... Uh, x x chromosomes and a male has got x y chromosomes and at uh, having a child is to have a child if the man's x chromosome is prominent then the offspring will be female or if the y chromosome is, is prominent then the x y chromosome makes the male child out of these two is it a case where uh, uh, i want to think none of the x or y is prominent and then there's at a certain point, a definition doesn't come out the way we know or, or have been defined as female must be like this, male must be like this.
1: So, I mean, for me, I would say um, a word has the mind of it, or I would say nature has a mind of its own. Hmm. So it's not easy to explain uh, whether scientifically, because I haven't uh, come across a scientific explanation of why intersex persons are born that way. I think that could be a whole number of reasons, but I would say nature has a mind of its own and it's it's very difficult to to pinpoint what really is
2: the
1: cause of why people are born that way. It's as good as maybe asking uh, why are differently abled people born that way. Mm. I think even up to now, we don't have a conclusive um, uh, reason as to why people are born differently abled.
0: I think that's why they say that nature doesn't need us, eh? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Nature has a mind of its own. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, I can imagine a myriad of challenges that uh, people who are intersex face. Are you able to share some of those with us?
1: I'll start with the the top ones because uh, I normally uh, like to focus on those because they have their roots. And for you to sort out an issue, you need to go to the roots. So when you we look at stigma and discrimination, which presents itself, at different levels, They have just talked about um, female athletes uh, who have failed to pass the gender test things. That in itself presents uh, stigma. Uh, it, it, it also presents a discrimination that. So I would say stigma and discrimination as as the face, but also what causes that stigma and discrimination? Because when you look at stigma and discrimination, it also has its own effects. And we need to also check why do we have stigma and discrimination. I know stigma and discrimination cannot be completely eliminated. Even just able-bodied people are being discriminated based on different issues. Even just on race, people are being discriminated. Mm. Just for being, you know, black people are being discriminated. Mm. But if we look at what causes that, you find that there are a whole lot of myths and misconceptions around the existence of intersex persons. One of them being that being intersex is a case. It's a bad omen.
2: Mm.
1: And people go to the extent of saying it's a punishment for the sins the parents may have committed in the past. Mm-hmm. When we look at um, religion, some people have gone to ex- religious leaders. I'm not going say some people. I would say some religious leaders have gone to extent of where they are telling us that being intersex We are demons possessed, and we need to be prayed for so that those demons are cast out and we can be, you know, male or female Hmm. the way God designed a human being. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, for me, I I still want to say if God, because for me, I only understand that it's only God who has created a human being. Hmm. So, the other things, if we look at also those myths and misconceptions, and if you look at also the previous. Uh, terminology which was used before we started using intersex it was hemophrodite when you check what that word means it means being born with both male and female reproductive organs which also has led to the description of intersex people when you ask people they'll tell you it's those people born with two organs it's because mm-hmm. of that terminology mm-hmm. because it implies that someone is born with both male and female organs which is not actually uh, the truth mm-hmm. so Going further, some of the challenges intersex people face is that when we are born as intersex uh, persons, our first contact for those in the in the urban setups where we've got access to hospitals is the hospital. Actually, mm-hmm.
2: I'll
1: go back. I also touch on the rural aspect. When we are born, our first contact is the hospital. That is in the urban areas where we've got access, mm-hmm. or I would say places where we've got access to hospitals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If we look at how the service is, first and foremost, we are not recognized as intersex persons. So you find that even registration, it doesn't cater if a child can be registered as an intersex person. We are forced to fit into the binaries of either male or female.
0: Tell me something. At birth, uh, you are able to tell uh, that this is a case of a person being, or a a baby being born intersex. Yes. Okay.
1: At best, you can know that this person, because from their definition, intersex persons do not fit the typical definitions of how someone is classified as being born male and being born female.
0: Now, I want you to clarify this, yep. because as you're explaining, I'm thinking it's um, something, uh, being intersex is something that can be seen out of a behavior, like we gave examples of. Uh, female athletes failing uh, the hormone test or male athletes, uh, athletes failing the hormone test or even uh, if, physical anatomy. Now, are we saying that y- um, you are able to look at a child? What are you looking at now? Is it genitalia? Are you able to tell that there's a discrepancy? Is it the, uh, the, one of the myths that there's two male and female genitalia on a child?
1: So, um, when the child is born, the only difference you have is checking what is between the legs. mm so you'll find that for an intersex person who is born with ambiguous genitalia, it will not be clear if that person or that child or that baby is male or female. Okay. It will be very difficult to categorize whether that child is male or female at the point they are born.
0: What would be a case of uh, a not clear definition? Is it um, you are seeing a female external genitalia that has semblance of a male genitalia?
1: We can simply put it in that in that way. Okay. I can even explain further. Yes, please
0: do.
1: You find that in the past, if there was a doctor here with us, they would have agreed to this. So in the past, there was something like an apparatus which was developed, which was used to measure um, the the penis size of a, of a child.
2: Mm-hmm. If
1: it doesn't pass a certain mark that micropenis would be categorized as a critoris. So in the situation of intersex persons, you find that, yes, they may have a micropenis, but they also have another uh, condition which is called hypospadia. So hypospadia is um, a condition, the medical condition where a person, or I would say it can be a male person or just an intersex person who is not able they have got a, a penis, it can be my, a micro penis or just the average penis, but they are not able to urinate at the tip uh, mm-hmm. of that penis. Mm-hmm. Rather, you find that they are, they are urinating midway the penis, the shaft of the extreme, penis. You find that, yes, you find that it's at the base. So if you look at that uh, kind of a child, you find that one, they've got a micro penis. Secondly, they're not able to urinate at the tip of that uh, penis. So that hypospadia, which is severe and causes them to urinate at the base. When doctors look at that, they'll say, one, this looks like an enlarged critton. Hmm. Secondly, there's this thing at the base uh, of, the, of the shaft. This could have been, or this may be, supposed to be uh, an opening, a vaginal opening. Hmm. And maybe it didn't fully you know open, so that creates a disc- a, a discrepancy in terms of how do you classify that person I because see. then be being able to pee at the at the bottom or at at the bottom of that shaft it presents the possibilities of having that area which should have been an opening of the vagina so that is you find that 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 creates a uh, a discrepancy actually.
0: Mm. And then after that, uh, when the child is born, the birth record has only got, you've got to tick male or female. And that's where the problem begins instantly, like you're saying, right at the hospital, at the birth bed.
1: Yes, right at the hospital, our problems start from there. We are forced to tick in a box of either male or female.
2: Mm.
1: Now, when we go later, this person uh, reaches puberty.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we find that the because there's the issue of who decides the gender.
2: Hmm.
1: It's actually supposed to be the intersex person when they reach a consenting age because by that time they should know who they are actually. Okay. So what happens if this child was assigned a female sex, like what happened in my case? Then I grow up, even my growing up wasn't presenting anything close to me being uh, a female in terms of even how I carried myself, how I behaved, And later when you ask me you find that I don't even identify as female. There now the problem starts. We look at our our, our laws or a uh, piece of legislation It doesn't recognize intersex people. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the gender, now as an intersex person, you need to have it corrected. And it's not even correct, you need to have it changed. Because even at the point we are talking now, I managed to change my documentation, but that still does not prevent who I am.
0: When your were born, you were recorded as female. Yes. And then growing up, you don't feel or present yourself um, as, as being female. So you had to go and change your records to show that you are male.
1: Yes, later in life. Because I managed to change my documentation. That was only in 2017. Mm. And now the process of having that documentation changed is also a challenge for intersex people. Since we are talking about the problem, that is also a challenge. Mm. Why do I say so is, one, because when you go to high court, you need to present proof that you are truly, you were born intersex. Mm-hmm. That can be done by the doctors when they write a, a medical report for you. And it's not just a matter of sitting and writing a medical report for you. You need to do certain tests. And who pays for those tests? It's you, the individual. The government doesn't do anything when it comes to that. And those tests are expensive. And if we look at most of the intersex patients who have come out to seek for help, they can't manage to pay for those those tests. That in itself has presented a challenge, even just to reach the point where you change your documentation. Now, going back to the hospital, in a case where doctors were not knowledgeable and they rushed into uh, performing a surgery to align that child to a female, you'll find that we don't even have a management protocol which can guide uh, medical practitioners on how best they can manage uh those cases so you'll find that it's more like now just uh, i i call it just cutting off that micro penis of that innocent child and leaving them like that Mm. secondly you've chosen the gender but you've not offended when we say offending what are we saying Offending it means now aligning this person to the gender which has been chosen. And that can also include issues around surgery, uh, issues around mm. hormone therapy. Mm. And if we look today on the list uh, of drugs procured by the Ministry of Health, hormone therapy is not among it that list. Mm. So it means that problem is now added on top of Whatever they have, the, it fa- means the financial all throughout problem throughout the financial problem of that family, uh, being able to buy the hormone therapy for that child until they reach an, a, an age where they can do that for themselves. And it's a, life, it's a lifelong, a it's, a li- yeah, it's a lifetime,
0: yeah, it's a lifetimes treatment,
1: exactly. Now
0: that you bring in the hormone treatment and everything else, my mind is going. Um To the next uh you know issue that probably presents or could be addressed now, what's the difference between homosexuality and intersex?
1: Okay, I love to simplify my responses at whatever cost mm. I just try to so when we look at um, uh, homosexuality and uh, intersex, so if we look at um, homosexuality, what are we talking about? We are looking at issues which border on issues around sexual orientation. Who are you attracted to? Attractions can be at different levels. It can be sexually, it can be intellectually. I think the list goes on. When it comes to intersex, our focus issue is sex characteristics. The sex of the person, mm-hmm. the biological makeup of the person. So that's where the difference is. So in short, when we are talking about, when we are addressing issues around homosexuality, we are addressing issues around sexual orientation. Mm. When we are addressing issues on intersex, we are addressing issues around the sex of a person, which is focusing on the sex characteristics of the person.
2: Mm.
0: I know you mentioned that um, uh, clearly at registration of a child who's uh, a case of intersex presents uh, deficits within government policies and, and directions. What would you want to see, uh, speaking as Intersex Society of Zambia, what would you like to see? Well, what would you like government to do?
1: Okay, first and foremost, we'd love to see our government ensure a provision of all human rights and citizenship, rights to intersex people including the right to marry and form a family because we don't even know what the guidance is actually when it comes to intersex people when it comes to issues like uh, like that if we were going to look at marriage and forming a family we don't know what that looks like so the other thing is also to ensure that intersex people are able to participate in competitive sports at all levels in accordance with their with their legal sex on documents we know that gender is male and female so if that person is legally registered, even if it's an intersex person, the big girl is registered as, as female or as male. Can they be uh, allowed to participate in sports without being humiliated or stripped off of their, you know, titles uh, and as well as just uh, the discrimination itself. Then the other thing is that we'd love to see government put an end to non-consensual sterilization of intersex people. And just on this one, I would want to see government domesticate the recommendation which was given uh, by the, commit, the Committee on the Rights of the Child. I'm aware that Zambia received that recommendation. And as, as, as um, intersex society of Zambia would want to see uh, our government domesticate that uh, uh, recommendation. Then the other thing is including intersex education in antimental counseling and support. I think that will also be uh, very uh, important.
2: Mm.
1: And um, the other thing is for government to help in raising awareness. Because without bridging the knowledge gap, we'll find ourselves moving from one end or moving in a circle without achieving uh, anything in particular. And now, as the uh, the Zambian government has got a reference, which is Kenya. Kenya has made a lot of strides and they can also learn how Kenya managed to do that.
2: Hmm.
1: And I'm aware that we should be having census and nothing much. I think we've, we've raised that issue that we've been asked about numbers. The government needs to take the interest to conduct some, some research on how many intersex people we are in Zambia. But a census should have been the, a good start, actually. Mm. And maybe lastly, for our government to have inclusive policies which speak to the needs of intersex people. I know when you talk about policies, we are touch, we are touching on issues around uh, the constitution because we cannot yes. have policies which are backed by the, the of course constitution. by law.
0: Yes. Yeah. When you mention government awareness, um, what about you as Intersex Society of Zambia? How much awareness are you conducting?
1: Intersex Zambia is still a very young organisation, and we are still also trying to to grow the organisation as well as mobilise uh, resources to be to enable us do as much work as possible, but. I can briefly share what we've been able to do in in order to contribute to raising awareness and contributing to to the well-being of uh, intersex persons in Zambia. So what we've been doing as an organization is conducting what we call sensitization uh, workshops and meetings, as well as dialogues for media personnel so they can help us in uh, information dissemination. We wanted to make sure that we have people who can help us disseminate accurate information. And media plays uh, that uh, important uh, in- important role actually. So we engage with the media uh, on a quarterly basis, just to make sure that we share notes and we assist media personnel be able to share accurate information uh, to our communities and and Zambia as a whole. Then on the other hand, we've also been sensitizing. Um, we've been having uh, sensitization meetings with uh, medical practitioners. So, that we can also push for sending healthcare services uh, for intersex patients. And um, also, we've also been uh, trying, we've engaged with other uh, uh, people who are interested in raising awareness on intersex people. I think Dr. Mjajati has been uh, instrumental in assisting us in raising uh, uh, awareness. Then, aside from that, because we also uh, need to assist our community, we also have support groups both for intersex persons as well as for parents and allies of intersex persons. For us, we believe that when you create that platform where intersex people are able to meet and share uh, their issues, they learn from each other and build their self-esteem and uh, and confidence in themselves without thinking that they are alone. Mm -hmm. Because most intersex people think that I am the only one Mm -hmm. and it's only me who is affected by this issue. So we've created that platform so that intersects. people are able to learn from each other and mm. also be each other's pillar of support mm. aside from just the family and, and the, the organization. Mm. Then also we've been conducting outreach activities, but not so much because of financial constraints. We've been able to reach uh, different uh, parts uh, of our country, but we haven't done uh, much. We've been to Southern Province. We've been to Copper Bell. we've been in central province, but not yet touched the other uh, parts of of the country. Mm-hmm. And we are hopeful that we can do that. And other programs we have in having conversations with religious leaders, and we've also been able to start conversations with, uh, with traditional leaders, but we can also raise awareness in the different shift terms and also just understand how intersex people were treated. Because sometimes it's not just about going to the people and say we want to sensitize you. Mm. For us we are interested in learning how intersex people were treated in that area and we can share that. Mm. So, and the, the other things we've been doing to raise awareness is through the use of our, our social media platform. Mm. So that's what we've been doing and also just being in different spaces where we are invited mm. and also having the privilege of having uh, the Executive Director of Intersex Society of Zambia also chairing the African Intersex Movement has also given us that platform to also be able to share our work even on the regional uh, uh, platforms no. as well as the global platforms. Mm. Are there
0: any other support groups other than African intersex movement and the intersex society of Zambia that someone can run to?
1: Because even just for the African intersex movement call it a support group because it's such a movement also which is uh, just bringing um intersex led organizations to together to have uh, amplified voice in terms of raising awareness for for intersex issues. but here in Zambia for. What I'm aware of is the support groups which we have at uh, Intersex Society of Zambia. Uh, currently, I don't know of any, but we are also just trying to push so that we can We can have uh, support groups say, for example, we need to raise awareness in schools. We want to have safe spaces in schools and we can also uh, have safe spaces in churches. And that is our, our, our goal, so that we can have as many sex spaces as possible, because they serve as a uh, yes. support system, and also even just in the community. Mm. We started working on that, but it's uh, at a um, slow pace because of restrictions when it comes to Mm. Mm. resources.
2: Where
0: is Intersex Society of Zambia? Where can they access you?
1: So Intersex Society of Zambia is located in Avondale, just near Simon Mansa Police Station.
0: Mm. Now, um, Paso, after all is said and done... What's the future like for intersex persons in this country?
1: It's very difficult to say uh, how the future looks like. But we are hoping that in five to ten years to come, we'll have a Zambian society which is uh, tolerant to intersex persons. Because for for us as the intersex society of Zambia, we would want to see uh, a Zambia where the rights of intersex persons are upheld by all. And we are hoping that by 5 to 10 years, we should start seeing that society which upholds uh, the rights of intersex persons.
0: Just to wind up, so we can just uh, wrap this up. Uh, Right now, there's somebody who's got a challenge with intersex dealing with the case or handling a case. And like you said, most of them are buried in a cocoon thinking I'm all alone. I'd like to send a word of motivation.
1: Okay. Uh, A word of uh, motivation is that if it's a a parent, because mostly parents are affected, for parents, any parent out there who is listening to us right now and that's a child who is intersex, never at any point should should they feel that their intersex child is less of a child than any other child. They should treat that child just like any other child. That child is a gift from God, and they should protect and make sure to give the necessary support that that child needs. They may never know that child could be the only hope who would be able to stand for them in their old age. For an intersex child listening to us now, an intersex person, never at any point today ever feel less of a human being. They are beautifully and wonderfully made in the image of God. For me, I love to both, I think, in the past, I would cry and the like because for me, I say I'm blessed. Because I normally ask, I know it, it, it doesn't sit well with the religious leader. sometimes. I normally ask, is God male or female? So I, for me, I would say, hm, we are two spirits made in the image of God. We represent God at first. The so they should never feel less of uh, a human being. They should just go out there and achieve their dream they can do and achieve anything they want just like any other person their only limitation is their imagination
0: there you go all said and done done podcast
2: don't miss the next episode